Hilltop Homes presents Moments of Inspiration, a multi-denominational collaboration for words of peace, guidance, and faith during these challenging times. Moments of Inspiration, brought to you by Hilltop Homes. From renovation to full construction, Hilltop Homes provides superior customer satisfaction by maintaining high standards of honesty, integrity, and service. Hilltop Homes, call Dave Dunlop, 845-807-7555, 807-7555. Moments of inspiration on Thunder 102 and 104.5. Good morning, and thank you once again for joining us for Moments of Inspiration. Hi, this is Seth Switzer, lead pastor of Restoration Church, and I'm so honored to be with you today. The next few moments, we are going to be sharing with you a message on facing giants, obstacles, fears that we deal with on a daily basis. These giants that we face come in various forms. Perhaps it's the circumstances that you find yourself in, the hurt that you are dealing with, the loneliness and depression that you feel, the brokenness that you are experiencing, or the addiction that you just can't break. Whatever your giant may be, I pray this message gives you the faith and courage you need to face your giant head on and let you experience the victory and freedom that only Jesus can provide. I personally want to thank Hilltop Homes for making these moments of inspiration possible. I pray that today's message will bring you hope, encouragement, and peace no matter what giant you may be facing today. Thanks again for tuning in. Good morning, and I just want to start off today with a simple question. Have you ever faced a giant in your life? Now, maybe you're thinking when I say the word giant, you're thinking of actually facing a person, and maybe that's you. Maybe facing the school bully or you know, perhaps you know, some, some, some other force within your life. Uh, but maybe that giant for you is maybe some sort of obstacle, maybe some sort of fear that you had to conquer. You know, maybe it was a financial goal that you were striving towards and towards and were able to achieve. Maybe your, your giant was, you know, getting that job promotion or that giant was finding that one to get married. Maybe your giant right now is, is keeping your marriage together or that giant is be able the ability to have children or to be able to, to raise your children well. See, we all face giants within our lives. In fact, in today's season of COVID-19, it just seems like this overwhelming presence, this overwhelming giant that's facing, that's standing before us. And we're trying to deal and learn how we can face our giants and see our giants come and fall before us and be defeated. But sometimes it feels like we are on the losing side of things. It feels like that we'll never overcome our giants, that our giants are just way too big. I remember in third grade, and my family and I, uh, you know, we, we just moved to uh, Montreal, Canada. And we moved to, uh, to this area where uh, my parents were learning. They were in French school learning French. And um, so my brother and I, we're twins. We were went, sent to a private school, a French private school. And the, and the idea was for us to learn French as well. And so it wasn't only that we were the new kids, you know, on the block, you know, the new kids in the school, um, is we were the English American kids here in this French Canadian school. And so as a third grader, 
you know, it, it, the adjustment took a little bit and, and making new friends and, and trying to adapt to the new language. But we were picked on relentlessly by the older kids within the school. And I remember particularly there's fifth grader. And now, again, you got to think about in the terms of where I was as a third grader. Fifth graders seem huge most of the time compared to a third grader. And, you know, they're, they're like the cream of the crop. They are the bigs of, you know, the bigs of the big. They, 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 they think they got it all going on when you're a fifth grader comparing yourself to a third grader. And when you're a third grader comparing yourself to a fifth grader, you feel little, you feel small, you feel a lot of times as those fifth graders being giants. And there's this particular fifth grader and he was the biggest of all the fifth graders within the school. He was tall, he was broad, he was strong, and he punished my brother and I and, and, and ragged on us relentlessly. He just wouldn't stop. He was that big, giant bully that we're dealing with on, on a regular basis. And I, I remember coming home sometimes from school just feeling a little defeated and, and just, you know, not wanting to go back the next day because I knew what we would have to face with this giant fifth grader who would just, you know, during recess and lunch always just picked on us. And, you know, we didn't want to be those kids who went to the teacher or anything like that. And so we tried to just deal with it, try to just kind of ignore him, so to speak. And hopefully maybe he just leave us alone. Well, he didn't. And I remember during the winter months um, uh, while we were there and living in Canada, it seemed like winter months were all year round. But I remember this particular day in the middle of winter and um, we had mounds of snow and we were playing as third graders, we were playing king of the mountain. You know, and, and, and so being keen on the mountain, you know, and my friends and I were playing and my brother was there and we're just going back and forth and, you know, just having a good old time, pushing each other off the snow bank and no big deal. No one getting hurt. It was all in fun. And then this fifth grader came up to me and he all the other kids kind of scattered because no one liked this kid and everyone was afraid of him. And he stood right before me at the top of that mountain. And I, and I thought to myself, all right, here we go. I'm done. And, you know, it's over with. And this giant standing before me. And can I tell you, and, and you might think I'm making this up, but I remember growing up, you know, and, and been in a Christian household and, you know, and going to my dad. And anytime we face stuff, my dad would always say, hey, you know, you can bring it to Jesus. You can pray about it. And so even in this situation where I'm facing this giant fifth grader as myself being a small third grader, and I just remember praying quietly to myself, God, please, just, just make this okay. You know, whatever's going to happen, make it okay. And literally, this is what happened. The fifth grader charged at me. But being on top of that snowy mountain, you know, that snowy hill, he slipped. In the process of him slipping, he grabbed me. And we both rolled down that snowy hill together. And when we got to the bottom of that hill, by the grace of God, I think he sent himself some angels for me. And they picked me up. And I ended up being on top of this fifth grader. Well, the fifth grader got the wind knocked out of him as he was rolling down this hill, and, and, and the, the angels of God had lifted me and put me on top of this fifth grade boy. And I just remember at the bottom, all my friends and, and every, all the kids that were in the schoolyard at that time were gathered around, and there I was on top of the fifth grade bully. 
and the bully must have thought I had taken him down. He did, he was kind of trying to figure things out. I knew everyone around me thought so what took place. And so what the the, the kind of the deal at this point is uh, being the victor, you know, vict- being victorious in this is the the custom would have been for me to go and grab, you know, a, a thing of snow, a handful of snow and stuff it in the space kind of be like, "Yes, what's up?" Well, I didn't because I shouldn't have been on top at the end of this because I didn't do any of this. It was just us rolling together, and by the grace of God, I landed on top. But what I did was got myself up and helped this fifth-grade bully who had just, you know, nonstop pick on me and my brother and our friends over each and every day. And I picked him up. And that was a humbling moment for him, that fifth grader, and, and it was quite the moment in his schoolyard, and I still remember it to this day. And since that time, after that moment, that fifth grader was no longer that giant or that bully within my life. In fact, he became my bodyguard, and he would not let anyone pick on me or my friends, and it was such a good day afterwards. And I'm sharing that story with you today is this. A lot of us are feeling like we are a third grader facing a fifth grade giant, you know, and 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 and, and they're overwhelming stronger and bigger than you and, and and they've instilled fear within your life and and they pick on you on a daily basis and you just wish it would stop and can I tell you by the grace of God God can bring you victory over your giants. In fact, I want to share you a story today of one of my favorite stories in, in the scriptures and probably a story that you're familiar with, whether you've been in church or not. It's a story of a, a boy named David. And we find this in 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel 17, verse 40, we'll we find the story of David. We're going to pick it up here. And, and, and the, 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 really the setting of the story is this, is David is a shepherd boy. He's, he's, he's tending his, his father's gesture. He's, he's, he's tending the sheep that he's in charge of, and, and, and David's brothers are out on the battlefield. And so Jesse, David's father, comes to his son and says, here, bring this lunch to your brothers. Give them something to eat. And so David goes and, and he brings his, his brothers the lunch, you know, the food that, that his dad asked him to do. And while he's there, the giant of the Philistine army, and we're not talking about a fifth grader anymore. We're talking about, about a nine foot something, you know, warrior. His job, his reputation was known for defeating anyone he faced. He was strong. He was, he was, he was big and scary, and no one wanted to face him. Not one person. And he would come out each and every day and, and kind of to just shout out to the Israelites and saying, don't you have anyone to face me? Uh, you know, why are you so scared? You are cowards. And he would mock the Israelites and he would mock their God. And so David heard this while he was there, and he said, somebody's got to step up to this giant's. But no one would. In fact, David's own brother said, hey, mind your own business. Go back to taking care of the sheep. Let the men, you know, deal with the men things. And David said, but nobody is. And he's mocking our God. Somebody needs to stand up to this giant. This giant's got to go down. And so after... Conversation with his brothers and conversations with the king, Saul, at that time. We picked this up in verse 
40 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. It says, Then he took his staff in his hand, this is David, and he chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Now, King Saul had given David the option of wearing his armor, but David being a shepherd boy, a boy, a, a, a kid in his youth, a men's warrior, you know, armor was way too big and, 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 and overwhelming for David. And David said, I can't. And David said, take my sword and take my shield. And it was just too much. David said, this is not what God has prepared me to do. He said, let me do what I know. Let me do what I'm familiar with. Let me use the tools, the resources that God has already given to me and instilled within me. And so he took his staff, which he would carry as a shepherd, and he took five smooth stones from the stream and he put them in his shepherd's bag in his pouch. And with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. In verse 41, Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. And he looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. He said, come here, he said, and I will give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Then David responded in verse 45 and said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And all those gathered here will know that it is not by my sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you and to our hands. See, David did what a lot of us need to do today. He stood up and faced the giant, the obstacle, the, the mountain that was before him. And he was willing to stand up when no one else would. And he knew and relied on what he already had. You see, we don't see this in the story where he said, all right, I'll face this giant, but in order to do so, I, 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 need, a, I need a new sword. I need, I need this type of shield. I need this type of armor. I need these guys here. I need these resources and this here. I need you to train me a little bit better here. He didn't ask for anything or any type of special training. He said, I'm going to use what I already have, what God's already instilled in me, what God's already given me. And I need to let you know this morning is this, is, is some of you are facing a giant today and you are already, you already feel defeated. You're, you're calling it quits. You're feeling overwhelmed and you're just saying, well, if I just had this or if I had this type of upbringing or if, if I could just obtain this degree or, or if, if I had this type of resources and financial backing, I would be able to see this giant in front of me fall. And can I tell you, I truly believe that if this is the giant that God has, has for you to face today, that he He's already giving you the abilities and the tools and the resources and the know-how that you need. But you have to be willing to stand. Why was David 
able to stand against a giant when no one else would? Why was David able to stand against the giant when no one else would? Not even David's own brothers. Not even the king of the Israelites. Not King Saul himself, who was a mighty warrior, who was known for for his battles and, and his victories. Not one person was willing to stand against this giant, this champion of the Philistine army. So why was David, a mere shepherd boy, able to stand? I believe one of the reasons today is this, is he let his trust in God be bigger than his fear of giants. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think David walked up and saying, oh, I have no fear. And, wow, you guys are crazy. And what's wrong with you? And, you know, and, and, you know, and just man up, let's go. I think David had a human fear just like the rest of us. He wasn't dumb. He wasn't naive. He didn't see this big giant and be like, oh, pfft, that's nothing. Look at this chump. No, he saw a champion just like everyone else. He saw a warrior just like everyone else saw a warrior. He saw a man of war, a man of battle. The only difference between him and everyone else is that he was going to let his fear get in the way of his trust in God. And what area in your life today are you allowing your fears to be bigger than your trust and faith in God? What, what, what things are happening within your life? What circumstances are you dealing with that you're allowing them to grow and fest in your life because you're not willing to step out and trust and faith and believe that God has this victory for you today? David let his trust in God be bigger than his fear of giants. Max Lucado, an author, said this. He said, focus on giants and you will stumble. Focus on God and your giants will tumble. We get so caught up with what we see in front of us so very often that, that that's all we see. We can't see, you know, through our giants. We can't see around or over or under our giants. All we see is the giant, the obstacle, the circumstances, the problem in front of us. And we can't see past that. And that problem starts to grow bigger and bigger. And we start, you know, building up with anxiety within our lives and with our soul. And it's taking that emotional toll within our lives. And, and, and we feel overwhelmed. Because when you focus on your giants, that's all you will see and you will stumble. We need to learn to focus on God because then our giants, that's when they fall. That's when they tumble. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 through 7, it says this. It says, do not be anxious about anything. It says, don't, don't be afraid. Don't worry about anything. It says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Don't be anxious about anything. It says, in every situation, and every time you face a giant, every time an obstacle comes up in your path, you know, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It says in verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Just... Like third grade old me <laughs> facing that fifth grade giant on the school grounds that day. And each and every day it just seemed like I was coming defeated and, and just oh, annoyed and aggravated and didn't know what else to do and tried to ignore the situation. But every time I ignored the situation, it was still there. 
just praying that the situation would just go away, but it was still there. It wasn't until I faced the situation and used the opportunity God gave me that the giant in my life at that time fell. So let me ask you a question. What do you fear? What do you fear? I believe there's four things that we often are fearful about. And there could be others, but I believe these are four things that a majority of us struggle with. I think a lot of us struggle with the fear of loss. We fear of losing something or someone. That fear of loss. Fear of loss of a job. Fear of a loss of a loved one. Fear of loss of recognition. Fear of loss of, you know, financial, you know, stability. There's this fear of loss. I think we often have a fear of failure. We, we don't want to fail. We don't want to look foolish in our failure. We don't want to be that guy, you know, or that girl. Like we, 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 we struggle. We don't want to fail. So a lot of us won't even try anything because we already determine in our mind that we're just going to fail at it. And there's so many things right now that God's pushing you and wants you to do. So many things you could experience in this life, but you're not willing to get up and try those things because you're afraid of failing. And you've considered yourself a failure before you even started. So maybe we're fearful of loss of some sort of fear of failure. Maybe you're fear of rejection. You're fear that, you know, that, that you're just going to be pushed and brushed you aside. You're fear that no one's going to take the time to listen to you. You're fear of, 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 of being overlooked for someone else. Can I tell you that fear of rejection, it, it hits hard on us and, and it, it just it messes with our self-esteem and, and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm not worthy, I'll never be good enough for this and, and it's all my fault and, and you walk around with that guilt and shame because you have fear of that rejection. Or maybe there's a simple fear of the unknown, the fear of what's going to happen. The fear of, we don't have everything figured out. The fear of, what's going to take place tomorrow? That fear of known is so big. And, and so, whether it's fear of loss or of failure or of rejection or fear of the unknown, it, it hinders us from being the individuals that God has called us to be because He's called you out. He has a purpose for your life. You're created in His image. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. He says, while you were still in the womb, he says, I knew you and I formed you. Yet we walk around so often with these fears and we see the giants in front of us. Or you might not even see the giant, but you're anticipating that it's going to come. Well, it's not here now. It's going to be here. I just know it. See, I call it Eeyore syndrome. You know, and, and if you're familiar with Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, it's like that Eeyore syndrome. It's like everything oh, worries me. Oh, it's raining again today. Oh, it's cloudy. Oh, it's sunny. I'm going to get a sunburn. Oh, it's cold. Oh, it's hot. Oh, it's this. The Eeyore syndrome is everything is viewed in a negative lens and everything becomes a giant in your life. Can I tell you in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear. On the contrary, he's given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of having a sound mind. That's peace. That's understanding. Let me be clear. God didn't promise to get us out of our situations, but he did promise he would walk through them with us.
Let me say that again. God never promised that he's going to get us out of our situations. But he did promise that he would walk through them with us. That he's going to be there and helping us facing our giants. David did not know the outcome of the story. He didn't know what was going to take place when he faced the Goliath, the giant, the champion of the Philistines. But what he did know is that somebody had to step up. Somebody had to take this step of trust and faith and believe that the God of the Israelite army was bigger than anything the Philistines had to throw at them that day. So God put his hand around David and saw David through. And David went with what he already had, his staff and his sling. He did what he already knew. And, and, and he took that sling and he let that rock go in the air. And that stone hit the giant in the temple in the middle of his forehead. And that giant came crashing down. Came crashing down. You need to face your giants. You need to face that circumstance, that obstacle, that, that, that overwhelming burden within your life. And how do you face that? Well, let me give you four ways real fast today. Four ways of facing your giant. First, name your giant. Put a name on your giant. For David, in that situation, in that moment, the name of the giant was Goliath. For me, in third grade, the name of the giant was that fifth grader, who I'm not going to name But he was my giant in that moment, in that season of my life. What's your giant? Maybe it's some sort of addiction that you're dealing with and you're battling with and you feel like you're on a losing side. You feel like you're never going to have victory over. Name your giant. What is that? Put it out there. Maybe your marriage is falling apart. That's your giant today. Name it. You know, your children are walking away. You know, name it. What's, What's your giant in your life? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of, of, of losing or afraid of failing at or of being rejected in? Or what's the unknown fears that you have that you're trying to deal with today? Name your giant. Second thing is after you name your giant, you put a name, a face to that giant, and then you pray about it. You bring it to God. God, I'm dealing with this giant, this obstacle in my life. Give me the wisdom, the insight, the know-how. Let me use what I already have available to me. Let me trust you in this situation. Then you move forward in faith. David moved forward to that giant. He didn't step back. He didn't you know, hide behind anything and, and wait for the right opportunity. The Bible describes that he went towards that giant. We need to go towards our giants today. Name your giant. Pray about it. Then move. See, so often as a pastor, I, I often talk to people about prayer. And I have so many people saying, hey, pastor, can you pray for me about this? Or they'll be talking about a situation. We, uh, we've been praying about this. And so my next step is, okay, so you've been praying about. So now have you moved towards what you've been praying about? See, prayer is, is, is takes, first of all, bringing it to God, but then stepping out, moving to faith, and trusting that God is hearing and He's going to answer those prayers. So name your giant, pray about it, then move forward in faith and trust God. That's the fourth thing today, and facing your giants. Name it, pray about it, move forward in faith, and trust God. Let God convert your fear into faith. He does that so well things that we're scared of, the things we, we fear about, the things that we, we have no control over. And we're afraid, and God often converts our fear into faith. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, 
It says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let your roots grow down into him. Let's build our roots and a solid foundation of who God is. Let's, let's, let's learn more about him. Let him take control of our lives and be able to utilize, utilize us in ways that we can never be done in our, by our own. Let your lives be built on him, the solid foundation. Your faith then will grow strong and the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Convert your fear into faith and then change your perspective. Change your perspective. See, we're so, our perspective is so often concerned about the giant of what we see that we're neglecting to see what's behind our giant. Change your perspective. God is there. He's fighting for us. He, he, he's, he, he might not you know, get us out of our situation, but he promised that he's going to walk us through it. He's, he said he, he'll get us through our situations and through our obstacles and through our giants. So change your perspective and knowing that we're fighting not for victory, but through Christ himself that we're fighting from victory because death has been defeated. And those giants are going to fall when we put our faith and trust in, in God and, 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 and believe in him. Psalms 37, 4 says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Change your perspective. Whatever you're dealing with today, God wants to honor you and bless you in ways you've never been honored and blessed before. He wants to give you peace and joy and understanding. He wants you to experience hope like none other. He wants you to, to, to have his grace, which is sufficient for us and, and, and to, to be able to partake in his mercy that he has upon our lives today. See, faith is not talking about the giants. Faith is not praying for the giants. Faith is taking a step and facing the giants. See, faith is not just talking about the giant. You can talk about the giant all day long. That giant that you're facing, you can talk about it. You can social media it all up, all over the place. You know, you, you, it, it's more just talking about the giant. It's, and, and it's not just praying about the giant. Praying is so important. But then it's moving in faith and taking a step forward and facing that giant. I want you to know this today. And I believe this. I believe this with my whole heart, my whole life, my whole soul. I believe that the God inside of you is bigger than a giant in front of you. I love this, you to say that wherever you're at today. Say the God inside of me is bigger than the giant in front of me. The God inside of me who loves me is bigger than the obstacle, the situation, the addiction, the heartbreak that I'm dealing with today. The God inside of me is bigger than the giant in front of me. The God inside of you is bigger than the giant in front of you. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that the giant's going to fall? Do you believe that there's going to be a victory over your addiction do you believe that your marriage can be put back together? Do you believe that you can find financial stability once again? Do you believe that, that, that this, this virus is going to pass away and there's going to be healing over this land? Do you believe that, that God is in control of all things? If you believe that, then you need to understand that God inside you is bigger than those giants in front of you. Name your giant. Pray. Move forward in faith and trust in God. I ask wherever you're at right now, 
Just pray before God. God, we come to you. We thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for being a God, a giant slain God. Thank you for, for being with us. And even though you never said that you're going to remove us from these situations, you promised something so much better. You're going to see us through these situations. I pray for that today, Lord, that we can face our giants with, 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 with the certainty knowing that you are in control and move forward in faith and trust you with all things. Thank you for being a God who loves us so much no matter what we've done and no matter who we are and where we've been. Thank you for taking our mess and turning it into a message taking our tests and turning it into a testimony. I pray that we can honor you and glorify you in everything we do and say and find hope in you today. Find comfort and encouragement through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us today. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, and or would like to know more about Restoration Church and what we are doing for our community, check us out at rechurch.tv. Again, that's rechurch.tv. Or feel free to text us at 845-397-2560. Again, that's 845-397-2560. We believe life is better together and we love for your family to be a part of our family. We also want to say thank you to Mother Diana and St. John Episcopal Church and all that they do for our community. The food pantry at St. John's is making deliveries. So if you are in need during this time, please reach out to them at stjohnmonticello.org. Again, that's stjohnmonticello.org. As a faith community, we are continuing to come together for these inspirational and uplifting messages during this time when houses of worship are closed. Thanks again to Hilltop Homes for making these moments of inspiration possible. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you for listening to Moments of Inspiration brought to you by Hilltop Homes. From renovation to full construction, Hilltop Homes provides superior customer satisfaction by maintaining high standards of honesty, integrity, and service. Call Dave Dunlop at 845-807-7555. 7555. You can listen to Moments of Inspiration again by clicking on the podcast button at thunder102.com. Join us next Sunday morning at 8 for another edition of Moments of Inspiration on Thunder 102 and 104.5.